Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, hi there. Yes, it's podcast time with uh, Jerry Recco out today. I've got the Eddie Scazzeri with me. Oh, hi there, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, one of the things a while ago, uh, I don't know if you remember, we were going to discuss um, uh, that theory. I forget what the name of it is. Now, you did a little bit of research on it, the theory that uh, in uh, civilization that there was a time back in our civilization where we were in advance. We were advanced, similar to mm-hmm. we are now. Yes. And then these big asteroids came and destroyed the Earth and everybody on it. We started fresh, and uh, now we are in advanced civilization again. Okay. Now, do you know the time frame for these? Things? I thought this was like fourteen thousand years ago. Okay. What was it called? Do you remember the the theory I was tell- that you Googled? Oh gosh, uh, I don't. Oh, remember. man. But- I should have Google. I should have. I should have hit this up before we started. It was the. Um, oh man, it was on Joe Rogan. These guys. They have a show. There's a a show on um, Netflix with these guys. Mm-hmm. Oh man, ancient. I, yeah, I do remember theories. looking at it, but my my argument would be: where is the evidence? Not all of it should be destroyed. This is it. Uh, this uh, here, here I'm looking at Scientific America. No, this is the title of their article. No, there wasn't an advanced civilization 12,000 years ago. Right. Uh, Graham Hancock is the guy who uh, came up with this theory. And it's about, it's, you know, when we, when we look at, uh, we find old artifacts, really old buildings, right. cave paintings. And you know, if you ever watch Ancient Aliens, there's mm-hmm. always be this like, the one that always sticks out to me is like in one of these um, pyramids, there's a painting of an Egyptian who looks like he's holding a large light bulb that plugs in. Right. Right. And we'd be like, where would this, what would this have possibly been? Yes. So there is this theory that uh, we had an advanced civilization, asteroids came and destroyed us, and then we started over again as hunter gatherers. Okay. Well, I would, I would say. And I believe I've heard this when you said the name uh, Grant Hancock. Yeah, I believe I've heard him on uh, AM Coast to Coast. Yes, I'm sure you with, have uh, George Nori. Um, where is any surviving artifact of this time? As you say, we have artifacts from long ago, thousands of years ago, early human civilizations, mm-hmm. uh, stone. You know, we we have like evidence of early hominids before Homo sapiens which had tools, and we find these things. Uh, and all these things survive. Ancient buildings, ancient yes. campsites, all this stuff. And there's nothing of this super advanced civilization? Well, I think people would tell you, uh, or this guy might tell you, uh, but only from what I've seen on his uh, Netflix series mm-hmm. as well, 
is, uh, you know, the pyramids might tell you that there was an advanced civilization. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that we don't know how they got these stones from all their parts of the land and got them and shaped them. And right. Now they're well, And I've, as pyramids. I've told you, when you have thousands of lives to spend and you don't yeah. care about the slaves you're forcing to move these large stones, then that could be your answer. Okay. Um, and, and the fact that there's zero evidence of an advanced civilization. You could speculate, oh, the, the pyramids were built by an advanced But there's no hard proof that these things, no bones, no nothing has survived. And we see evidence of of things that we do have, that we have collected, of things that, that did survive the eons that we can say, okay, these ancient hominids used these stone tools, buried their dead, had campsites, all that sort of thing. And there's no hard evidence of this other of this other advanced civilization. And in terms of a meteor impact, we have evidence in the geologic record of that uh, Cretaceous boundary asteroid 65 million years ago that hit in the Yucatan Peninsula that will put an end theoretically to the dinosaur age. Mm-hmm. Um, there is evidence in the geologic record for that. And there is none for another large uh, asteroid impact that had like global um, effects in about 14,000 years ago. Now, there is a theory, the Minoan civilization, which was on the island of Santorini, uh, they were advanced. And if that volcano hadn't blown up, in, in the Mediterranean, that it's possible we would have had our current level of technology a thousand years earlier because these Minoans were very advanced for the time. And if that would have been allowed to progress unimpeded or it didn't get destroyed by the volcanic eruption, it's possible we would have achieved things a lot earlier. And that um, this Minoan civilization also gave rise to the Atlantis myth, but you know that's something that is debated. But there are strong there's strong evidence for it and theories about it for the Minoans to have again maybe had spaceflight a thousand years ago. But that civilization was destroyed by the volcanic eruption. So I, I would say I, I would be a very 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 skeptical. It's fun to talk about and to you know, to have stories about. But to me, that's all they are, just stories. Have you uh, watched Ancient Aliens? I have not. You have not? Really? I have. Maybe I have watched an episode. But it again, to me, it's just like, it, it, it just doesn't ring true with any real science. Again, it's fun. I like reading science fiction stories. So do you think but, uh, the things I'm referring to um, in particular, in art and this sort of thing, this idea that hundreds of years ago painters were painting what appear to be spaceships in the sky, what appear to be um, aliens in 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 uh, in in their art and paintings. There's even some um, that look like how we look now when we go into outer space, like the mm-hmm. guys that landed on the moon, there mm-hmm. are drawings of, of a, a human in this sort of a uh, spaceman costume. Do you think that was their version of fiction and that sort of thing? And Or their version of, you know, their God mythology or whatever you know, their belief system was. Perhaps it was a depiction of that or, and, and about, I would hold out some, belief that it's possible that an alien civilization visited us and and had some interaction with early humans i don't really believe that but is it possible perhaps and maybe that is some remnant of that but in terms of a, a super advanced or our level of technology or beyond civil human civilization i do not believe that no because we haven't really found any any hard evidence. equipment right is what you're saying, right? Right. Something that survived. Again, we have stone tools that, you know, uh, whatever, uh, early hominids before Homo sapiens 
uh, used, and those survived for millions of years. And this nothing has survived from this other civilization. I'm not buying it. Like you'd like to see a cell phone that they had, or, or something buried something from survived. all those years ago. Because mm-hmm. hmm. you would again, these other artifacts have survived, but nothing from this supposedly advanced civilization. I'm I'm not buying it. What of what about the idea that we're reverse engineering um, spaceships? Again, would be wonderful to to believe that I. As the old X-Files poster, I want to believe. I think it would be super cool if that were to be the case. But again, I I, I, get, I need hard proof. You want some hard evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think uh, these days there is a lot of UFO stuff in the news? Like, uh, I, in particular, once it hit the... It was like in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. That's when people kind of started giving it more credence, right? It wasn't some weird yes. newspaper or website or and, podcast. And Congress uh, and Congress, yes. are having hearings about it. Yeah, yeah. Why do and you think the whistleblower? Yeah, why do you think we're getting that now? It's just filling a void, filling a need that people have. You know, as people maybe move away from belief in the Judeo-Christian God. Perhaps they just are seeking something else to believe in to replace that that vacuum that religion used to hold for them, and now it's okay. It's not God now; it's aliens. Just one theory that people need something to believe in, which is very true. So instead, they stop believing in God. Now they believe in aliens. Right. That's my personal opinion on it. That there, there's a vacuum. There's a need for us as humans to have some belief in something more, something higher. And as we move away from God, we move towards aliens. And not everyone has moved away from God. In fact, there's a lot more fundamentalist people who are believing in a literal interpretation of the Bible and that the earth is only whatever or man is only 5,000 years old. The earth is 5,000 whatever years old. And, and It's they, funny because you saying that it sounds like people that are moving away from believing in God and they're believing in mm-hmm. aliens instead sounds like something someone who really believes in God would say. Yes. And yet you're the opposite. I'm the opposite. Yeah. You don't believe in God, but you also don't believe in aliens. I believe that there's other intelligent life out there in the universe somewhere. I don't believe that we've had contact or yeah. they've visited us. Again, I do desperately want to believe that. I do. But I need some more. You need some proof. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. I mean, especially, I mean, we do see things. And what's weird is like people that tell their stories are oftentimes very believable yes. people. And, and, and something happened to them. Yeah. But what exactly? Right. And what what forced or what caused them to have that interpretation of those facts? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know and then the answers to that. Yeah. And it's been brought up before, like a lot of this, like, let's say alien abductions in mm-hmm. particular, a lot of them happen at night, mm-hmm. which is when people are sleeping and dreaming. Correct. Right. But the weird ones are like even the one that Aaron Rodgers brought up in the Jets training camp this year, when there's multiple people that have the same story that mm-hmm. were together, that mm-hmm. feels more believable. It does. Because you have multiple people that experience the same thing. Right. But as we've said before, there are so many high-def cameras. Now, now there are, yeah. And all these images are just grainy and subject to in- interpretation. And we still clear. don't have a single alien photo. Correct. Even a grainy one, right? Right. Except for those bodies that were unearthed uh, in wherever they were. Mexico, I believe that, that was. like E.T. Yes. And that guy who was front and center with that, he has been linked to some frauds in the past. Yeah, and then he does that in front of the Mexican government mm-hmm. that they take seriously, and it throws the whole thing off because now everyone's like, duh, this is all so stupid. Right. And then they think that's what we're doing here in America with the whistleblowers. Right. 
And I'll quote another X-Files line that the truth is best hidden between two lies. So I like that. It, it, that is a good one, that there's so much misinformation out there purposely to then hide the truth and make people not really believe it, even though you're saying it, they won't believe it because it's surrounded by other lies. Do you read stuff about artificial intelligence? All the time, yes. All the time. Mm-hmm. And are you f- familiar with this thing called Neuralink where they're going to try to like, they want to put something in our brains mm-hmm. where instead of Googling something, you could call it up in yeah, here. Yeah, a neural implant yeah, interface neural implant. that you could connect to the the web and, you know. You yeah. Have, yeah. I mean, that that's that's coming. I would, be, I would believe that is coming. Yeah. So my question to you, because I heard this actually, another Joe Rogan had a, AI guy on when I was listening on the way and I, it made me think of you because here's this guy talking about the neural link, putting something in your brain where you're kind of almost part computer. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then if everyone's doing that and you don't do that, are you now at a disadvantage and similar to how, if you like, I, I think you are a holdout for like a cell phone, right? Were yeah, you a smartphone. A smartphone. Not a cell phone because you want to be able to be contacted, mm-hmm. but just with the an iPhone with the apps. Right. Um and what how where were you in the email when email was coming out? Were you like, I'm not doing this, or did you I, do I it? I wasn't like saying I'm not doing it. I was slower to to adopt it until it was necessary because of work. And is that what happened with you and the iPhone as well? Well, it was my old cell phone, flip phone, was on its way out, and you really couldn't go backwards. I mean, I get, I guess you could. I guess they're still out there, flip phones. But I decided to jump on board just because it was made life easier as we, you know, continue to fall deeper and deeper into the technology trap yeah. that we've become dependent upon these things. And then if they're not there it's going to cause a big problem for a lot of people to to function because they've become so dependent upon these things right right and you are at a disadvantage if you don't have one sure but you know now we're also subject to uh if there's a particularly large solar flare that knocks out the cell service for however long uh, you're familiar with like the Kensington event. It was a solar flare back in the, I want to say in the 1800s. Uh, you could Google that. Google it. But uh, it was a, just a particularly large solar flare that did cause problems. And then we were just starting to use like radio and, and maybe even some telephone or telegraph lines. Um, but it caused problems. Uh, and if something like that or stronger happens, which could happen at any moment, it will knock out our um, cell phone and internet and all that stuff. And then there's possibility of, of people using, uh, I guess it's a EMP, electromagnetic pulse weapons in the atmosphere, which will again knock out everything that's been talked about. Well, I don't want that happening. Knocking out our national grid and all this other things. You know, so... But we're so dependent upon it. It's the technology trap, which has been, you know, a theory that's ages old. What do you think is more dangerous for your health? The Wi-Fi in your house or the cell phone in your house? Uh, I, I Neither, I would say. I'm not worried about You're not. that, uh, like, radiation from the waves. I mean, they've been, you know around for enough time now that I'm not really that worried about it. I I know there was a theory back in the late 90s that it's like unzipping our DNA. (laughs) What does that mean? Like it's sort of like going to make our, like where we couldn't hold together because our DNA would be so corrupted from this, from these, all these waves around that I'm not necessarily buying that. Yeah, I don't. I generally tend to, if I talk on my phone, I put it on speaker and just kind of hold it up to my mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much better that is to putting it up to my head. Yeah, you would think not much. Yeah, but 
Uh, but I'm not one who always carries. Like right now, my phone is in the other room, uh, and I don't always carry it around with me. And yeah. very, and I don't talk on the phone that much, uh, as you know. So, yeah, I'm not worried about this about wireless yeah. internet. The and uh, cell. This is just the we were talking about the other day about the carrying a cell phone in your pocket, right? In your front pocket, right by your balls. Yeah, I'm not a front pocket guy. Yeah, me neither. Um, now, with this AI discussion, was it talking about just the um, sort of integration of humans and machines, or was yeah. it talking about machines themselves becoming sentient? Did it go down that They didn't route? get there yet. It was more about humans becoming part machine mm-hmm. with this Neuralink and how what, what percentage of the people will do this, mm-hmm. and then if it gets to be a part Whereas we were talking about like with cell phones and emails where you feel like in order to be in this world, you have to do that. You know, when, when will that, you know, what, you know, it's funny because there's certain things like even Google glasses or something, people don't want to, they don't want to put them on their head Mm -hmm. and keep them there all day. So it's different walking around with a cell phone, putting it down when you want, like you said, you have it in the other room, but if you do something that you're putting a link in your brain that's crazy. It sounds it is. crazy. It is, but I I think that's where we're headed ultimately. Yeah. I mean, hell, I'm I'm part machine. I have an insulin pump. You are part machine. That's my pancreas. Yes. Is in my pocket right now. Your pancreas and, is in your pocket. Yeah. You are part robot. And it's using Wi-Fi. I have a glucose monitor that is I change once a week that is transmitting to my pump. And then my pump is transmitting to my phone and my glucometer, how I test my blood sugar. They're all connected, those four things. The glucose sensor, my insulin pump, my glucometer, and my phone are all connected. And my wife is on her, and you could have it too if you wanted. You could set up to watch my sugar level. See what's going on with your body. it's all connected. Yeah. So I, I think that's where we're headed. But I'd be interested to see if this Rogan, either in this one or in a future one, talks about not the integration of humans and machines, but the machines themselves becoming sentient. Yes. And that is, you've heard me say it before, the singularity, with that moment when the machine achieves true consciousness, which may never happen. Most computer science experts believe it will happen at some point. Whether it's ten years, whether it's thirty years, there are a ma- I would say a majority believe it will happen, just because it's information systems and it's just a logical way to look at information systems, just like our brain is an information system. That consciousness will occur for computers or machines, if you will. And then what happens? What morality do they have? Do they have our morality? They learn so much faster. Does their morality change? Because humans' morality has certainly changed, continues to evolve. Things that were not were fine 20 years ago are not fine now. That whole thing. Right. Do you think in our lifetime that's been the... Like this... These years that you and I have been alive mm-hmm. have been the most amount of technology change in like let's say a fifty year period, than ever before. Well, think about when radio was invented. We went from the fastest mode, and this was whenever that was, or late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. I forget exactly. I feel like the radio was nineteen twenty two, but I could be wrong. Yeah, maybe that was the first radio station. Maybe, but the ability to transmit via radio from one point to another. So we went from whatever the fastest mode of transportation available at the time was probably by train, by railroad. Yes. We went from that to instantly being able to transmit messages and information at the speed of light, which is how the fastest, you know, as radio waves, not radio, not sound, but the radio waves. So we went from, you know, a very fast locomotive to the speed of light, just like that. Maybe that leap, that information being so, now, and you just, then it, it all built on that. But 
So I, you can make that as an argument. The speed of, of information transfer could have been the biggest jump. But certainly, if you, you look at those graphs of the technology curve and how it just reaches a point to where, you know, where are we in the curve? And, it, and then it arcs up so steeply. Where are we on that curve? I, I don't know. Maybe we're lower than we think, and you know, there's even greater and greater changes going to come a hundred years from now. But uh, I, I, I don't really have a great answer. But it seems like we're we're moving pretty fast. Yeah, we're we're in that group of people that didn't have the phones and the internet and all that stuff in our childhood. Correct. Even even up through definitely into our adulthood where mm-hmm. we didn't have it and now we do have it right mm-hmm. and the generation after that and the generation now they're born with it yes you know and i i'm i think we were in a good spot in growing up without it but it's cool to have it now it is it is but you think about for me i grew up of certainly no cell phones no internet none of that um there, I had a rotary phone and black and white television and, you know, records. Yeah. And that was even before then later on eight track tapes, but you know, it was, it was records. It was a rotary phone, no internet, black and white television. Although the color was available, uh, we, our family did not have that, but that's probably was your situation <clears throat> growing up too. Yeah. What's weird is, uh, um, remember the technology leap we thought we had when our rotary phones not only then went to push button, but then the wireless in your house. Yes, as cordless. Long, cordless, yeah. As long as you were near the receiver, mm-hmm. like, oh, I can go in the other room right now yeah. if I want to with this phone. And that was what, late 80s? Yeah, probably 90s. late 80s. Yeah. And now it's... Yeah, you laugh at that. Now we send that the weirdest thing with the cell phones to me is being able to send a crystal clear video mm-hmm. wirelessly to a, like another country. Yeah. In okay. no time. To anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. I or can get a, even perhaps, I don't know if you can send a you know, a text to an astronaut on the space station. Right. I guess you could. Probably. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yes. And then, right, if it doesn't happen right away, it's them um, get hung up. You're like, what the hell? What the hell? Is going on taking here? more than instant. <laughs> this video is taking more than instant to send an HD video to China. Right. China. <laughs> All right, Eddie, uh, let's do the warm-up show. All right. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Jerry will return. Yes, The hopefully. warm-up program, hopefully, yes. And uh, what do we got, a Monday night game tonight? We do. See you all. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. New England has no timeouts remaining. 23 seconds to play, and the Jets are going officially now to the AFC Championship game against 
the Pittsburgh Steelers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, good morning there. Uh, Jerry is out today. I think he's celebrating Columbus Day or Italian Heritage Day <laughs> or Indigenous People Day or whatever the current proper way to say Columbus Day is. Good morning, CeeLo. Oh, good morning, Al. Yeah, I learned that myself when I checked the uh, alternate side parking schedule <laughs> yeah. to see about that. I was figuring, oh, see, it was Columbus Day. And I was like, oh, no, that's nope. not listed. But the other two you mentioned were. Yeah. The end result? No parking rules. No Perfect. parking rules yes. today. Well, you still have to feed the meter, as they say. Correct. Yeah. Well, as far as yeah, the alternate side situation. Yeah. Goes. I know you're a meter guy. I'm, I'm not a meter me- guy. I'm not a meter guy. I, I, I like a meter guy. Uh, yeah. Jerry is down. Actually, went to Baltimore or something to to do something with his kids. Oh, I, okay. See, I wasn't sure if this was week. a Cowboys Sunday night game no. situation or a Columbus Day weekend baseball situation. There I think it was a Columbus Day Indigenous Peoples Day. Is it Italian Indigenous heritage? People or who? Eddie, <laughs> Eddie, who are the indigenous people? Well, indigenous means the people that were here before the Europeans came over. So before Columbus came over. Correct. For the now 10,000 more or more years. Right. Yeah. Before Columbus. I like that. Al. Yeah. <laughs> BC, different BC. Um, <laughs> is that uh, like, the, correct me if I'm saying this the wrong oh, way boy. or it's no longer appropriate, but. We used Native American yes. was the term. Mm-hmm. So what makes this That's different? It's the same thing. Same thing. Okay. okay. Just a different thing. way to say it. Okay. Different way to say it, CeeLo. It's 2023. Or we say things different. Indigenous perhaps could extend to beyond America, I would yeah. think, right? Different countries where they the original folks. So Columbus just showed right. up here. He was like, hey, look what I discovered. And they're like, well, we're here already. Yeah, right. and he yeah went, we've been here for 10,000 years. They just whacked everybody? <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. Well, yeah. yeah, and then other people said, oh, here's some nice blankets with Plague in it. <laughs> what a world. With plague in it. Oh, I preferred boy. the world when it was simpler, where like in kindergarten you would just say, like, eh, Columbus discovered America. Right, yeah. Da da da. Here Keep we are. Have right. a day off. Stick to the notes in the yeah. textbook. Yeah. Right. CeeLo, I, I I mean, I'm trying to watch these football games. You're done I gotta with tell the you, Giants. I watch both the Giants and the Jets games. And, I, and I'm getting very sensitive to commercials. Like, I'm becoming very sensitive to, sure. like... Old man, get off my lawn. I just can't get into the thrill of a game with the nonstop. Oh, the, or so the constant less, less the content of the commercials, just yeah, the no, amount, I don't care the about amount the content. of them. Yes. The amount, like, it, I can't... Like, the game ends, and I was like, to go talk about this game? I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I have to go back and watch the game. Right. In the version where there's no commercials, See, that's, just boom, boom, that's boom, why boom, boom, you're boom. used to that now. You come yeah. in and you watch your sports with you know the the the, the sped up version, right? Yeah, the sped up version, the, the condensed game, condensed yeah. game. Yeah. So, See, so that's I had what to watch. You're used to now. I had to watch both things. Yeah, because I was you, like, I don't know what went on. here. You had it on for seven hours yesterday and retained none of it. Retained none of it. There you go. Because it just is like. And and you know what? I do have a problem with the content of the commercials. Some of them, yeah. Yeah, the one, and I brought this up to Jerry last week, I believe, again. And it's bombed at the box office. Why they're still running commercials, I don't know. They're running commercials in the middle of a fun, family-friendly football game where it's beautiful out and you're looking at the, what's going on in Denver. And and then an, an Exorcist <laughs> trailer comes Just on. Just what you need. Where it's a small child that legitimately goes like this. I don't want to go to hell. I'm sorry. I don't want to see that. Right. Yeah. No one. Clearly no one wanted to no, see it. Right. No. Not yeah. interested. Is that really what we needed? Another Exorcist movie? Yes. Evidently. Like I know this is where everyone's out of ideas. So it's like, let's just run it back and, you know, bring this back. Yeah. Or a new version of this. A remake. Or it's a sequel 30 years later. Can we come up with something different? At least the when we were running boner pill ads during mm-hmm. the football games. Yeah. It was, it was like, hey, yeah. everyone's in a good mood. <laughs> They're taking their pills. Moderately caught your attention. Yeah. Considered, should I get involved there? Should I not? This is much like, just like very, like it's a nice, beautiful day, and then a very dark commercial. Yeah, dark and depressing. The children going to hell and stuff. I don't want to see that. You know what? That probably fits in pretty well during the Giant game. Maybe not as much Jets Broncos yesterday, though. Maybe that, I don't know which one I saw it in. I'm just saying. It the, kinda, the Giants are... 
uh, done is what they are. Just it's so many years, so many years that we've been here. Yes, they had two Super Bowl runs. Right. Boomer bust. But, but I'm talking a lot about of bust. The, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about the 17 years mm-hmm. the Boomer's been here in the morning and I've been here. Right. So many of the years start off so terrible. Mm-hmm. They buried themselves early. Early? Yeah. Like legitimately, it is October 9th. Finished. And they just suck. Yeah. I know that's Jim Rome always said saying something sucks is not having a take. They suck, though. Yeah. There's no other take to have, quite honestly. They don't do anything. If no. it wasn't for Darren Waller, they would have completed like four passes. And even prior to yesterday, he had been on the quieter side. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying yesterday, he yeah, was yeah. like the main eight, guy. Eight for 86. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't have. And I don't. You could blame everybody. <laughs> but to not blame. there's You can't just go. Uh, uh, you can't blame. Because Giants fans. Whether it was Eli Manning or Daniel Jones, they do not want to blame the quarterback. They uh, don't. They, they just well, don't. They wanted to blame Eli prior to the first Super Bowl. Correct. Yes. But after he won Super Bowls, Eli could have went 0 yeah, for yeah. 40. They'd have been like, mm-hmm. the receivers really weren't getting much separation. <laughs> and now Daniel Jones stinks, and you have him for years now. Uh, they could, I think, after probably next year, get oh, out of that just contract. another couple of really terrible seasons. Okay. I. Well, this one's already terrible. That you can that's gone. That's by the wayside. And yes, the Dolphins are very fast. Yes, they are. And you saw that quickly early on. Just get it in the hands of Tyree Kill or HN or Jalen Waddle or go right down the list. Right, I feel like they've got two quality running backs, right? You got Mo what's uh most Mo, Mo, Raheem Mo, Mostert, yeah. Yeah. And then this uh HN yeah. fella. Yeah. Who was just rookie running the ball all day long? Yes, he got Tyree. He Kill. was mocking Tyree Kill because Tyree Kill got caught from behind on yeah, one play down the sideline. That was embarrassing. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I don't know about embarrassing. That that <laughs> someone cheetah. on the Giants caught Tyree Kill. I'm just saying, like that's where the Dolphins are at. They've got guys on the team that can go up to Tyree Kill and just be like, "You slow." <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, I mean, they just look super fast. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought at that. The giant uh, interception that they took back for six. Yeah. Boy, that could have been a... I thought that was going to be the momentum changer. Yeah, we. I think we all did. Right. Like, wow, that's, this is a totally different game now. It's a 14-point swing. Right, it's 14-3. Yeah. Second quarter, Dolphins are going in to make it 21-3. Terrible decision by Tua. But instead, pick six, it's now 14-10, right? And, and worked in the Giants' favor in that Okereke, Okereke, Okereke. The linebacker whose hands it went off of, while he may have made the interception, I don't think he's going, you know, right. 98 to 102 yards to the house. All of a sudden, it goes right to Jason Pinnock. And the longest strides I think I've ever seen, that dude was prancing down I the agree. Field. He, <laughs> no one was catching him. No. He ran right away from everybody. Although I actually did think in my head, where's Tyreek Hill? You, yeah. you couldn't run that dude down? He's probably like, eh. You know what? We're going to beat them anyway. Who cares? <laughs> Why tire <laughs> myself out? This will be their touchdown for the game. Let them have it. Actually, you know what? I actually don't think Tyreek Hill was on the field. Oh, well, there you go. That's, because that's probably a good reason. I remember as they were driving that they're like, oh, Tyreek Hill's on the sideline. Was, was that like, the same drive when he got caught from behind? Maybe he was still oh, maybe. sucking wind. On, I don't remember. I don't that. remember either. I, I'd have to check on that. I do remember he was not on the field. because I. But I, I, I remember that now. But thinking on the pickoff, I was like, where's Tyreek Hill? Not yeah. catching this dude? Yeah. So I thought he could come out of nowhere. But they got other guys that could have done it, and they didn't. But the Giants, they just don't score no. offensive points. It's, it's not an NFL offense right now. But what? It's not. Is what changed? Uh, I, listen, we can all say offensive line injuries. We've it's been pointed out. Other teams have injuries. They parachute guys in. Hey, we're playing this guy at tackle this week. We're here. This guy at guard. We got a different combination. You know, we're kind of. Taping it all together and figuring out a way. They have not been able to scheme their way around these injuries. And I, and I agree with you. You can't say none of it. Like, the quarterback takes no blame. But I will say, you even saw it when Tyrod Taylor came in briefly. <laughs> I, he was running for his life as well. I mean, these guys take the snap. They hit their back foot. And it's like they're evading, dodging rushers and potential tacklers. Tyrod Taylor actually looked, looked yeah. like he was under more pressure. And got looked like he got banged up a little bit. He got up, like, kind of slowly and limping on one of the plays. Oh, now, is that he, right? He is, I'm not saying it's anything serious, but... I, I, he is a much smaller man than Daniel Jones, and in his career has had, when he has played, has had a hard time 
staying healthy. Not always his fault. Remember with the Chargers, they like stabbed him with the needle or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, off the and field. That brought, yeah. brought in the uh, Justin Herbert error a couple right. weeks earlier than maybe we would have thought. Um, I mean, Daniel Jones is a big man, and he finally yesterday was just too much. He takes a hit, neck injury, and we'll see where that leaves us. Because you remember a couple years ago, down the stretch, he got hurt and had surgery in the off season on his uh, neck. Yeah. Yeah, he did say a couple interesting things when they said so. He left in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They were already getting. They were yeah, already what losing. did Taylor have? One or two series, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. it was late. The game was out. It was over. So he's going to have an MRI today, I guess. Yeah. Then I love I love this back to back sentences from Daniel <laughs> yeah, Jones. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I feel fine. Period. I'm in some pain. Physical physical game. Meet with the doctors and trainers and go from there. It's just my neck. <laughs> my neck sore. <laughs> Here's what we've learned about Daniel Jones. Doesn't exactly have the gift of gab. Can we all agree on that? Yes. So, I mean, he, whatever he says in these interviews, I almost don't even pay attention, quite the, honestly. Then the reporter goes, is this similar to your 2021 neck injury? Yeah. Tough to say for sure. I've certainly dealt with a similar issue. Okay. It's tough to say, but I've dealt with a similar issue. It's fine. But, oh, by the way, the year that I had neck surgery, this, yeah. this might be a similar situation. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think happens with this, with uh, the Daniel Jones next situation? I mean, I guess it depends on what the MRI says. If everything is, you know, structurally fine, as they like to say, then it usually comes back to pain management. But, I mean, let's be honest. The odds of them going into Orchard Park and winning this game against the Bills on Sunday night, Buffalo off a London loss to the Jaguars. Yes, jet lag. I mean, you're you're staring at one and five heading into a divisional game with the Commanders. I mean, I'm sure, like, I understand. They got to play all the games. They're not going to wave the white flag. But, like, if they go into that Jet game with one win and lose that game, I mean, what, where are we at? What are we, what are we doing? Why don't we let Tyrod Taylor play a maybe they will. game in Buffalo? Rede- redemption game. Redemption yeah, spot, going as back to, would say. Yeah, I mean, he has many former teams, but the Bills are on the list. <laughs> I feel like he. I feel like he played a lot for the Bills. He may have not. But in my head, I feel like he played a lot of games I for think, the Bills. I think, honestly, without looking at it, I would say of all the teams he was with, like that when was you said probably the, where he had most of his playing time. When you said the Chargers before? That was, I mean, that was extremely brief. That. Yeah, yeah. His that, Charger career is getting stabbed by, uh, by the <laughs> medical staff. Yeah, the Bills by far. Like, it's not even, it's not even close. Yeah. He played three years in Buffalo and basically played essentially full seasons, and he missed a couple games, like 14 games, 15 games, 15 games. So missed what? Was that uh, three games in three years or four games in three years? Everywhere else has been, yeah, there's a few pass attempts mixed in here or there. But the Bills was the majority of his starting NFL career. Yeah. Yeah. One thing you don't see a lot when you're watching the Jets and Giants is deep passes down the field. No. They just don't. There's not enough time. Oh, that could Like be legitimately. It. Yeah. Or it's gotten to the and I've noticed this a few times. I even re, I was rewinding a couple times yesterday because I was like, Daniel Jones was so quick to take the the check down or throw short of the sticks on third down, and I'm like, and I went back and looked, and I was like, yeah, I don't see anyone open, so hard to kill him for that. That's where they're at. So what do you do if you're a Giant fan though? Like legitimately drown your sorrows or. Like go, if go see the Exorcist movie. <laughs> my my next door neighbor is a huge Giant fan. He's got like. Uh, the giant pumpkin up, the, the inflatable, yeah. you know, the pumpkin with the giant logo. I'm telling you, that game ended within five minutes. He's outside mowing his lawn. He probably just said to his wife and kid, I, I got to get outside. I gotta Did he take the pumpkin work down? Out, work out my frustrations. I think he mows around it, honestly. Mows around Because it's one pumpkin. of these, you know, at the end of the night, like when the timer kicks in and shuts off, it just deflates and lo- lays on the lawn there. That we need a video of because that's like the giant season. Yeah, pretty just deflating to a pile of yeah. nothing. He couldn't have gotten out there faster. All of a sudden, I heard that mower. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> that I was quick. What this is doing, though, for sports people like myself, year after year of the Giants' disappointments and the Jets' disappointments. I mean, they did win a road playoff game last year. Right. Let's not act like But I feel like this happen. season started out poorly. Last year? No. I don't know. I uh, feel like every year they're no, all in They six. caught people by – no, not last year, but in many other years. I, I agree. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Well, he says like such high hopes for the Yankees, for the Mets. Well, that was for the my Jets, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this was my concern. I mean, we put all our eggs in this football basket after the Mets and the Yankees. I mean, we had no other choice, but it was like, oh, thank God for football. And the and, Giants are done, and the Jets, thank God, won yesterday, and we have another few weeks of a pulse. <laughs> that, yes, that's that's the reality of our situation. Yeah. Oh, so the Gi- the Giants go into Buffalo. Yeah. The Jets are home. Against the unbeaten Eagles. They're uh-huh. due for a loss. Sure. Yeah. Were the Niners due for a loss last night? Yeah, I guess How'd that not. work out? <laughs> not good for Jerry and his Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my God. Hopefully Jerry was in Maryland doing baseball stuff. I think he was. And took the night off from the Cowboy coverage. That's a post-game show no one would have looked forward to doing. Yeah. yeah I don't know if Jerry did that game yesterday. Like, if he wow. was back in time or not. Or probably not, because it's, cl- it's whatever. indigenous. Ass beating last night between the Niners and Cowboys. Oh my god! If you're just waking up, Holy what was god. that score? Forty-two to ten. And I was reading and, it wasn't even. And if you pull up the closer. Niners box score, you're gonna like. If you didn't look at the final score and you looked at the numbers, you'd be like, and not the. T- I'm talking like catches and yards or rushes and yards. You'd be like, okay, eh, solid. Like there was nothing that jumped off the page. Again, excluding the because George Kittle had three catches. They all went for touchdowns. Yeah. But, like, McCaffrey didn't have an insane day. Debo Samuel didn't have a crazy day. Brandon Ayuk. They're just so good at, in all facets that it was just evenly dispersed last night. They just they had, had anything that they wanted. Here's something I did not know, a little stat that I pulled out of one of the articles about this uh, Cowboy Niner game, that Brock Purdy is 10-0 and as a regular season starter. Yeah. Huh? Do you want better? If you allow me a second, because right. I took a screenshot oh, of this. A little screenshot, I wanted actually. to bring it up at some point today. Let's see where uh, I... Dak did throw, what, three picks? Yeah. Yeah, it was... That's I mean, probably that's the I mean. It's just everything. Yeah. All right. 49ers have scored 30 points in nine straight regular season games. So you just said 10-0 and 0 for Purdy, right? Just the fifth team in NFL history to do that. The quarterbacks involved with the prior four teams, one of them must have did it twice because there's three other names on the list, Kurt Warner, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Brock Purdy. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Now, they, the last few years, they we know they've been very talented, and they've had just a slew of injuries that have, I think, been their shortcoming. They did obviously get to a Super Bowl a few years ago, but, man, they are loaded. So they are loaded. So if they avoid a major injury, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. So what are our undefeated teams that's now? It. Eagles, Eagles and Niners, Niners, that's it. I, I believe, right? And the Panthers are the, I think, lone remaining winless team. Yeah. Too bad they didn't get to play the Giants. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break here, oh, Sheila. Yeah. When we come back, let's do a little Jets action on the other side. And then uh, Boomer and Gia will be here right at 6 o'clock. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I'm with CeeLo today. Jerry's doing some sort of Little League situation with his boys. Little League situation. Now, I did see, we know uh, Daniel Jones had some sort of neck injury yesterday. He does, when you see his photograph, he has a long neck. Long? See, yeah, I always long. thought thick neck. Long and thick. Long, oh. <laughs> long, thick neck. Mm-hmm. Just a strong neck. He's just a big, strong man. So I feel like you're going to injure his neck. Yeah. You gotta really, gonna, it's yeah. going to take uh, something. Other, But I also think sometimes... Maybe his neck is more exposed than others because it's so long so and long. thick. Gotcha. Yeah. There's this, more surface area yeah. to grab hold of. Correct. More surface area well, to listen, grab. Well, listen, weeks after week or week after week of, you know, defensive linemen basically bear hugging you and laying on top of you and knocking you down. Yeah. Man can only be so strong and resilient, right? That's why I don't like to see him on designed runs because like, this guy's getting hit enough. I know. Just trying yeah. to throw even, a football. Right. And on some of those runs, sometimes he'll even like seek out contact yeah. or not avoid it by sliding or going out of bounds. Yes. Yeah. Zach yeah. Wilson did that a few times yesterday as well. That one uh, yesterday looked like where he had fumbled, but he, I guess he was down already. Even the uh, the, the announcers are like, oh, well, I think he's injured because his, his head did yeah. smack into that uh, Well, Daniel turf. Jones had that last week and they never pulled him out to check him. Yeah. We, we saw it, uh, I, I was it last week? Maybe it was two weeks ago. Where he got tackled and the head banged the turf, and they have the spotter there and never, never called to check him. So I don't know, man. 
Yeah, when when it happened to Zach Wilson yesterday, when he got hit, he went down. He looked a little dazed, and he quickly thought, "Oh, I can't look this way because they're going to take well, me out of the exactly game." Exactly why the spotter is there, just supposed so that these guys don't, you know, they basically take the decision away and force them to go and get checked out. Yeah, so they don't try and play through the head injury, like Jamal Adams in the Giant Seahawks game. Then he's screaming at that independent neurologist right. on the sideline. Guys, just doing his job, man. Correct. I get it. He's a, he's, he's finally back. Had missed all that time, and he's like he barely he didn't even get through a quarter. So I understand his frustration, but you know, take it out on someone else. So the Jets did yesterday what we were all expecting them to do. The right? Jets are who we thought they were. I guess. So yeah, of. I mean that we always said, or the or the the people around here, the callers, the host, ground and pound, make Zach make a couple throws. Yeah. And that's and it then was, we win with defense and the ground and pound. It was situation. the right opponent for it. It was. I mean, the Broncos in the prior three games had given up like 650 yards on the ground. Now, granted, oh, was that right? 350 was in that 70 to 20 loss to the uh, Dolphins. But even so, yeah, buck 50 each in the other two games. I mean, that's it was there for the taking. So at least credit the Jets; they had the right game plan and they executed it on offense. Yep. Brees Hall, 177 yards. Uh, 150 of the, uh, the Jets' yards uh, came in the final 30 minutes of that game. And him coming out early in the second half and ripping that 72-yarder where, I mean, he looked like he was just on cruise control yeah. and no one had a chance to run him down. That so was nice. They opened up some big holes for him yesterday. He was untouched on that play and good to see him go back to Denver. He had a long run, touchdown run there last year before he tore the ACL. So... Good to see him go back. They talked this week about how, hey, there's no more pitch count. I was like, ah, let me actually see you. Let me put your money where your mouth is. And they did because he had, how many, I think, 20-plus carries yesterday or something. 22, 22 yeah. 22, you said. Yeah. And what did you think of um, Zach Wilson's performance? I thought it was – here's how I said it on SNY last night. I thought it was forgettable, and I thought that was a good thing for yesterday's game. Outside of the end of first half debacle, which I don't know whether I'm going to lay that at his – I mean, he's the quarterback. I mean, he's – ultimately responsible for getting that ball snapped. So I don't know if that was a communication thing on the sideline. The fact that they, now he did on the the prior play, make the decision to complete a ball that was, the guy was probably going to get taken down in bound, which, bounds, which he did. But they still had enough time, I thought, to get to the line and get that ball snapped. And just he just seemed like there was no, the clock was not running in his head, you know? Well, I, I noticed that, too, like with the Jets' offensive linemen, too. They didn't seem at all None that of much of did. a there rush. There was no sense of to urgency. Get to the line yeah, either. I don't know. And Garrett Wilson was, I mean, you saw him at the top of the screen when they didn't get, he was just <laughs> losing his mind. So thankfully for them, that doesn't come back to bite them because we would right. 100% be just killing them for that this morning. Outside of that, I I thought he played a, it was a controlled, smart game. Like, you know, he had the pick on the, I, I don't even fault him that much for that. It's a third down. He didn't throw the ball over the middle of the field into traffic. You know, I thought he found the right. It's Garrett Wilson one-on-one, top of the screen. You could say, hey, it should have been to the back shoulder. He made some nice back shoulder throws against the Chiefs last week. The ball placement wasn't great, but Garrett Wilson still had the inside and got his hands on it, and it kind of basically just found its way into the defensive back's hands. I didn't think it was a great play. Was it Patrick Sertan, I think? Yeah. Um, So outside of that... On the pr- on that same drive prior to the pick, the third down where he scanned the field from left to right and found Tyler Conklin and then you know carried tacklers all the way down the field. They didn't ask him to do a ton, but I thought when he had to make a throw outside of that last throw on the interception, I thought he did. It was solid. Their red zone is still they're just kicking field goals. Yes, they the the lack of aggressiveness and I to me that comes down to the coaching staff and what they maybe they don't fully trust him yet, which I understand. Yet on that last drive. They twice on third down when they could have just, especially the second one when he threw the pick, they could have just handed off and kicked the field goal. They gave him a chance to throw the ball. It backfired, you know. He also seems, uh, I think callers brought this up over the weeks, like when you look at Zach Wilson, that first game he comes in against Buffalo, he wasn't going into that game expecting to play. So it was like he was thrown into it and he did well. Mm -hmm. Then when they get into like these two-minute offenses he seems to do well, where it's yeah. like not a lot of thinking. right? Just for, just play. Uh, yeah, it's like, I like to see more of that yeah. action. Well, we saw some of that, I thought, against the Chiefs. I never expected it was going to be, okay, hey, he's going to do the same thing. I don't think that was necessary in this game, especially with the way that they ran the football. Like against Kansas City, they're down 17 nothing before you can blink an eye, and they basically had to throw the run game to the side, and he ended up with 39 attempts. I never figured that was going to be the case 
in this game that they were going to, hey, the Broncos are terrible against the run. We're going to stick with that. Offensive line did a good job, even though they've got injuries again. The Elijah Vera Tucker thing doesn't sound good. Robert Sala was kind of uh, ominous about that after the game. Makai Becton was in and out of the game. I don't know if that was just a you know Denver high-altitude exhaustion thing. Joe Tipman, I think, got hurt on the last play, but it sounded like he was okay. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. They If they lose ABT for the season, that's... That's significant, but we got to wait and see on that. He's got to do testing today. Yes, testing. MRI. More testing. We have a battery of tests. Yeah, he's going. He better send them Princeton MRI Longevity test. Center. Yeah. Just put them in that tube because they said everything. They said calf, and then they asked about. They asked Salah, "Well, is it maybe the Achilles?" And he's like, "Well, we'll just have to wait and see what the MRI says." So that that did not sound good. I also thought it was interesting when uh, Bryce Hall picked up the fumble. The Jets. I mean, Brees Hall, Bryce Hall, Bryce Huff, the two Michael Carters. It's very confusing. Quincy and Quinnen Williams. <laughs> you really got to be on top of your names when, you, when you're paying attention to yeah. the Jets. So yeah. Bryce Hall picks up that fumble near the end of the game. It was funny. It looked like he wasn't sure if he was supposed to score or not. I was screaming at the TV, go down, go down. Now, listen, the odds of the Broncos scoring 10 points in 29 seconds, very slim. But if he goes down, the game's over. Yeah, he looked like, you know, he goes, and right before he gets to the yeah, goal he's line, like, he's like, uh, am I supposed to right. score? Am yeah, I supposed yeah. to go down? Yeah, yeah. You got to go it's, in and score there. I, you don't have to. I would. Especially since, like, I can understand if it was Quincy Williams. It's like, hey, that's my sack, my fumble. Now I'm going to score. Like, you know, Bryce Hall just happened to pick it up before it went out of bounds. It's like, okay, good for you. But I feel like that wasn't a thing in the 1980s or, like, in the boomer era. Going down to end the game. Yeah. Like, I clock, think guys math, just wanted clock to. management. Yeah, math yeah. and clock management. Well, clock management is clearly a thing, but doing the math on. No, no one. The, well, it's just we a, the scoring. Broncos had I one timeout left. So, you know, you take a knee on first down, they call their timeout. Take a knee on second down, game over. It's it. It's over. Like Mahomes going down last week, last Sunday yeah. night, just before the end zone, killing everybody that bet on the Chiefs. But he ended the game. So it's fine. He got his touchdown, and nothing disastrous happened. That ball but did like, bounce nice. Think about it, though. And, and this is extreme, but, I mean, stranger things have happened. Okay, he scores. Now the Jet defense got to go back out on the field. Like, what if someone got seriously hurt? You know, like, is it was it really worth that touchdown just to pat yourself on the back? And yes. I understand he's probably not processing all that in real time. Well, you got to pick it up and run. I guess. Yeah. I also like that the Jets defense, and this is maybe because they they're not as trusting on their offense. When they're forcing fumbles, they're trying to pick it up and run with it. The Giants, Kayvon Thibodeau, jumped on that fumble. There was no one around them. He just stayed down on the ground like, <laughs> I'm going to do my part and just Big, sit on this ball. Baby steps for the Giants yeah. on defense. I was like, like we're get just up happy and to, run. We're just happy to get the ball back. I guess. Right? Yeah. They did score on defense, run. not on a fumble. But right. Yeah. The Jet, yeah, they don't the score jet Bronco offense. game was like littered with mistakes and sloppiness and yes. fumbles. It was just an ugly. I figured it was going to be an ugly game. And but it was, already, but they won, so it doesn't matter. Right. The, the, the Jets' ugliness didn't come back to hurt them. For a change. And now they I thought go. for sure it was going to. I'm like, before the, the strip sack, I was like, oh, this has overtime written all over it. Or um, when they went for two, yes. I was like, oh, Jet History says this one's this one's getting converted. And it didn't, but then flag, another chance. Okay. And I thought the whistle went against them again yesterday on both sides of the ball, or the lack of whistle. First drive of the game, did you see, they basically, guy basically, you know, bear clawed Zach Wilson by the, oh, yeah. by the mask. Ah, no flag. No flag. I mean... It's a two over two seasons since the Jets last had a roughing the passer call go there. Think about that. Think about how quick they are to throw. Think about some of the awful roughing the passer calls we've seen where we're like, just put flags on these guys. This is ridiculous. This is in football. They can, they don't have one. That yeah, is ridiculous. And normally, if there's anything involving that's the face what I mean. Mask yeah, it was it wasn't even debatable or questionable. Yeah. He got him up high, and it was actually a tug. No, no flag. But he's got to hop up and do that. Come on, man. Signal that says I was The way they watch these quarterbacks and the stuff that does get called, that was a bad miss. I got to be fair. It's a bad job by them. Yeah. Let's take a break here, CeeLo. When we come back, let's go around the NFL with some other uh, other things. How many cool games did you guys have this week? We had uh, Eagles, Rams we called the cool game. I just needed a number, but okay. Eagles, Rams. All right. uh, Cowboys, Niners. Sure. I think there was only one other one. I think there were only three cool games. Yeah. Or maybe even maybe just those two. Wasn't a great card this week. It was not. No. And I've noticed what the NFL is doing now. I'm on to oh, them. Oh, you're on to them. Okay. Yeah. The one o'clock slate is these are all our loser teams. 
You're on to, I mean, isn't that always the way it's no, usually I don't, been? I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just catching on to this. Loser matchups. Loser matchups, right? yeah. yeah. The late afternoon window is usually the... And Why? then you've got the primetime games, obviously. Because there's less of them in the late I afternoon. I want the one national o'clock. window. I want quality one o'clock games I and want I'm not winners. And I'm Sorry. not getting them anymore. Because mm. four twenty five is past your bedtime. <laughs> it interferes with my life. Come on. It does. You just admitted you're not even retaining it anyway. So why bother watching? You come in, in the morning, Monday morning, you watch your condensed game. And Actually, you go. Last night on uh, YouTube, the 15 minute highlight package <laughs> that was on that was up on YouTube Instant. within 15 minutes after yeah. the Jet game. So just enjoy your Sunday. Don't even watch, and then you can catch the uh, you can cut out all the commercials. Couple but ads. I want to watch, I and understand. I don't want to be put to sleep at the one o'clock games. Mm-hmm. The NFL is taking away our Sundays and making them Sunday nights instead. Need to build a little bit. Yeah, well, then you get to the Sunday night game, and it's a 32-point blowout. Yeah. See ya. So, so what do we got tonight? Raiders. Raiders Packers. Packers. In, I believe that's in Vegas. Were there I mean, teams Packers on bye weeks already this week? Yes, this was the first week of byes. I was going to yeah. say, I don't recall the Early Buccaneers bye. playing. They did not. They were on bye. Hmm. Todd right. Bowles has got them Bucks 3-1. and one Yeah. Into the bye week. I think they played Detroit after them. Mm. How about that? And they're going to be wearing their creamsicle uniforms on the oh, return. Hell yeah. Love it. Going to serve Detroit a loss. All right. Uh, Boomer and Geo at six. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name's Al Dukes. I've got uh, CeeLo here with me today as Jerry's uh, with some uh, Little League baseball situation with the kids. With the kiddos? I, I would imagine it's probably a travel team of some sort probably. if they went to Maryland. You know, Little League, usually just local. Other oh, than, is that right? Uh, when they try to get to Williamsport in the summer. So you don't think he worked the game last time? I'm not sure. He may have gotten back late, worked the game, and then was like, it's enough of this or, uh, nonsense. By the way, I mean, kids are off today. Yeah. He could have, if it's a tournament that stretched into today I mean, yeah that could be too but also but he's mobile i imagine he could have done what he needed to do remotely if he had yeah, the proper the, uh, wi-fi connection hotels there you mobile go. jerry there you go all right well jerry saw uh these cowboys get beat down by yeah. the san francisco 49ers yesterday i did see this uh in a non-football note there was a streaker at <laughs> game one of the alds between the rangers and orioles there's some great video online because somebody took the video who was sitting right next to the streaker. Oh, yeah? And the streaker, well, he did have on, a like, a bikini man bottoms. Okay. So he stripped down to that, and, and yeah. on, the, on the front of it, it said, Virginity Rocks. <laughs> and he jumped over the wall and then went running uh, from left field to center field and got slammed. Oh, they always get slammed. Man. Oh, it's it was like, a great it's tackle. Like a free shot for the security guards it was a, or it cops, was a, whatever the yeah, case may be. Great open field tackle. Mm-hmm. Then the guy still tried to get a, get away, so he, he body slammed him a second time, and then the cop showed up <laughs> to cuff the guy. Wow. Got so, that virginity rocks uh, slogan out there. Got though. it out there. Good for him. Uh, are you a, happy, a streaker? No, I'm not. Are you happy what's going on with the Patriots and Bill Belichick and all this, or is it so does it sort of make you sad? Um, no, it doesn't make me sad. I don't know that I'd say I'm happy. For a Jet fan, I can understand yeah. more where that would be the case. I'm a little surprised, honestly. And not that I thought they were going to be great, but, I mean, this is like incompetence. These last two back, back-to-back 30-plus point losses. I think the first time the Pats have had that happen in, I don't know, 30 or 40 years, something like that. I honestly thought yesterday was going to be a get-right game for them. At home, here come the Saints. Derek Carr's got the shoulder. He was questionable again. I figured that they'd have something ready. for. I mean, they got just waxed. Back-to-back games, Mac Jones has been benched, right? Oh, hey, Bill O'Brien's back. He's going to get Mac Jones back on the right track. Mm, not so much. It's yeah, they ugly. lose 34 nothing. Yeah, he had another pick six early. I didn't. I did not see the high. I don't know if it was a tip ball. Maybe it wasn't his fault. I don't know. But he did. He did not play well. Obviously, this is the worst home loss in the Bill Belichick era. Yeah, they're, they're starting to rack zip. up a lot of those. Like, hey, first time it's happened under Belichick, or yeah. you know, it's the worst since. Like, in it's you know, it's one instance in his entire tenure there. Yep, and he's Outs- been there close to twenty five years now. Outscored seventy two to three over the last two. Games. I mean, my God. Yeah, it's it's uh, getting rough up there. In New England. The New Orleans Saints come in and put a B 
beatdown on you at Gillette. That's a bad sign. It's a bad sign, and uh, I guess they asked him again after the game, and he said that uh, Mac Jones is the quarterback still. He also said they were going to start over. Starting fresh. And they asked, well, what what do you mean by start over? Well, we're going to start over. (laughs) Do the Giants have the Patriots this year? Uh, Yeah. They do, right? They have the AFC East, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That'll be their get-right game. Dolphins yesterday. Bills coming up. Bills, right. Then they go Commanders. Then they get the Jet game. So Pats are down the road somewhere. Definitely. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> it's going to be rough. No, it's not. That's good <laughs> that's for the Patriots. nothing cool about that with the way these offenses are playing on both sides. Then I was happy to see the Bengals uh, do well. Yeah. Because that's weird. They looked that, more that, like the Bengals. They did look more like the Bengals. Even without T. Higgins, who missed the game. But Jamar Chase, who told us he's always open. Always wide open. He uh, he backed that up. And he then did. some. So what do you have, 192 yards receiving? 12 for 192 and three scores. Damn. Just put the picture of the 7-Eleven up on Twitter after the game. What does that mean? Oh, Always open. open. Always open. 7-Eleven, yeah. Open 24-7. Yeah. All right, so um, the Cardinals are not, they, I don't know. Listen, I don't know been, what the Cardinals They haven't are. been like, I mean, we never, everyone figured they were tanking. They've been at least spunky in some of these games. Like, they don't finish them off a ton. They did beat the Cowboys. They put a scare into the Giants. That game was close into the, I want to say, early stages of the fourth quarter. I mean, the Bengals put up yardage and points. Joe, Bar- Joe Burrow looked more like himself, and they and they kind of ran away with it. But Arizona's they've 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 hung in these games a little bit. Spunk, spunky, yeah, spunk. They are spunky, spunky. You do have to check that. I'm I'm now thinking about that Mac Jones interception. Was it not his fault? I think it. I think it was like a really his fault. Like oh, okay. I, I think it was like a to a one. linebacker. Okay. Like a, so I don't I don't do I'm usually not home on NFL Sundays. I'm usually working, but I haven't been doing that just my son's football season, so second half of the year I'll do that. So I was like I'm not going to lay out like 400 bucks for the ticket here, you know. So I'm just watching what's on locally. So yesterday you had Giants and the Steeler Raven Steelers game at one o'clock. the Jets were standalone at four. So like we're tra- I'm tracking the action obviously. Um but I I did not see the pick six, but I just know Watching the progression of that game and the score and the fact that he got benched again, I was like, oh, man, it's a bad scene. Yeah, you know what's really good is that at 7.30, the uh, Chris Rose highlights on NFL Network. Yeah. That guy is great. I've even noticed a couple times I've flipped it on. Like, I don't have a million screens, so it's like even if I throw on NFL Network, like, instead of the red zone, like, I feel like they do something... Kind of similar. I threw it on last right. week. During the games. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? They're not showing it anything live. Yeah, but it's quick. It is quick. And they've got guys, they, they turn it around quickly. Right. Because last weekend you had Giants and Jets were both primetime, Sunday night, Monday night. So in like the late afternoon window, or maybe it was before the Sunday night game. And it must have been late. It must have been late in the four o'clock window. And I had it on and I'm like. This is very, they're doing the same thing, but okay, fine. No live look in, so a few seconds differential. Yeah, a few seconds deal. different. Yeah. Uh, Eddie's telling me, quick break here, but I bet we have a, a sports minute. We do, and it's brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. You want to take a guess? Amy Lawrence yes. on the dominance of the 49ers. Nailed it. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Oh, welcome back. We've got a few more seconds here before Boomer and Geo kick in. Uh, it's a CeeLo today. Jerry's at uh, Ripken. Ripken. Al. Yes. Ripken Baseball. Yes. Does he get paid for that every year, this Cal Ripken, you think? Oh, I thought you meant Jerry. No, like, not nope. Jerry. Jerry's a coach. It's Ripken. I'm sure there's some sort of income attached there. Yeah. He's I'm got sure. a whole complex down there. I'm sure Jerry missed doing his Cowboys game last night. I'm not sure that he yeah, did. Well, Maybe. I mean, he could have done it again. From I don't think he did it from a hotel. Okay. Jerry's a professional. Good He's not going to. But he does it from home. Yeah, but you can't all trust right. these hotels. They never have. That's they, fair. They always promise that they've got good Wi-Fi and yeah. their Wi-Fi stinks. I think he likes a wired connection. I think yeah, he might you even go need wired. one that for that for the Comrex. Yeah, you got to go wired connection. I'm still wired connection at home. Sure. My streaming wire, wire. I'm not Wi-Fi in anything. Got to have the wire, otherwise everything's pixelated and stops. Good game to miss if you're going to skip out on the Cowboys. WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York, always live on the free Odyssey app.